Diarva. Hello. Welcome. This is David Kuklo with Traditional Healers from the Four Corners of the World. Join me as we unite with healers, ancient medicines, rituals, and ceremonies so that we can preserve, protect, and further this healing wisdom. Let us remember the teachings handed down to us of how to live inside this sacred hoop of land, language, and culture. This past year, we've been defining traditional healing and the many forms it takes. When we talk about traditional healing, we talk about the body, mind, and spirit. We talk about the foods to eat. We talk about the mental ways in which we need to think. And tonight, we're going to venture in another direction of rituals and ceremonies. Uh, we've had uh, Sanatam Kar, chanting and kundalini yoga instructor of the Sikh tradition on our show. We've had Lana Farson, licensed acupuncture, talk to us from a traditional Chinese medicine viewpoint. And tonight, our special guest, and such a privilege to have on our show, is Meladoma Somay. Dr. Somay, PhD, is a Dagara tribe advocate, elder initiate, and shaman for Burkina Faso, West Africa. He's been teaching traditional ways and spirituality in the West for nearly 30 years now. Author of The Healing Wisdom of Africa, Ritual, Power, Healing, and Community, and of Water and Spirit. Meladoma has held a seat in his village circle of elders for the past 13 years. His most recent initiative was to rekindle the ways of the old into the hearts of our tribal youth. And so welcome, Meladoma. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. And also, uh, Meladoma, we have in the studio with us uh, uh, these wonderful musicians, and I'd like them to introduce themselves, and they bought some uh, some instruments I thought would touch your heart. Oh, great. <laughs> so uh, there's two of us here. My name is Veer McCoy, and um, we're both playing some uh, African instruments here. Um, Evan Frazier and I play together in a couple different groups. Uh, one of the groups we play in is the Dogon Lights, D-O-G-O-N, mm. uh, with some... With some uh, some uh, fellow Africans, and uh, we also play in a group called Hamsa Lila, and then we also have an, a free album that, uh, for listeners if they're interested called Yaka Runa, Y-A-K-A-R-U-N-A, and I'll be playing here the Sintir, or the Gimbri, from Morocco. Beautiful. Yeah. Hello, my name is Evan Fraser, yes, and I'm playing the Kamala Ningoni. Uh, it's made by my teacher who comes from Burkina Faso, actually. His name is Yakuba Diara, so I'm a student of his, and he built the instruments that I'm playing today here. They're gourd and goatskin instruments with fishing line strings. Mm. Wonderful. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. And always, always with our uh, traditional healers uh, forum, we always open with an opening prayer. And so tonight, uh, I'd like to ask our uh, honored guest, Meladoma Somme, to bring us that opening prayer in his language, and then, if possible, maybe translate it into English if you can find words for that melodoma. Beautiful. <laughs> 
to hear your your words again Maladome it's been a long time <laughs> it's been a long time indeed. yeah <laughs> your heart sounds good as ever thank you thank you baby. yes and so uh what I'd like to start with uh tonight Maladoma is the uh I want to talk a little bit about how our traditional indigenous peoples have survived the onslaught of colonialization and I know for my people the Sami people were the indigenous people of Scandinavia um, about oh, 500 years ago plus uh, there was a great migration from uh, the Europe uh, up and into Scandinavia and uh, as that migration went up uh, into uh, was the land that we inhabited uh, what happened was that uh, our people had to move further north towards the sea, and uh, our medicine people were killed and hung. Our language was forbidden, and our, our land was taken away. And uh, right now, there's only maybe 50,000 of our indigenous Sami people still alive, and of the over 100 dialects that we used to speak, there's uh, but 10 now. And of those 10, uh, four of those are spoken by two or less people. So my people, uh, definitely, we, we've had a hard time with uh, survival. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like you to, on your end, uh, maybe share a little bit with uh, our listeners tonight how you've been able to maintain your rich tradition, especially your spiritual tradition of your peoples, and uh, how are things there in Burkina Faso? Well, this is a, a very good question to ask, and uh, uh, a very pertinent area to explore. Mm -hmm. 
my people this juncture are also surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say surviving, is because um, the ways of the ancestors that were once the you know the ground of self-definition and uh, identity and belonging. Uh, that ground is constantly dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, colonialism uh, come with uh, uh, a strategy that is pretty much the same everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as uh, colonialism in Africa was concerned, there were not very much difference uh, in the sense that, uh, indeed, uh, the the is the resulting effect of it was the loss of culture, mm-hmm. uh, the loss of tradition, mm-hmm. and um, basically uh, the uh, ongoing disorientation and acculturation resulting from the what we call neo-colonialism, which is the new form of colonialism that follows the. Uh, the uh, traditional, formal one that uh, took the land, mm-hmm. the people, the culture, enslaved them, and mm-hmm. or destroyed them, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 21st century, uh, Dagara people are still um, uh, among those people in Africa who are struggling to keep the uh, core uh, of their ancestors' tradition alive. Mm-hmm. But in fact, uh, it's, a, it's a kind of vitality that doesn't even come close to that which was there in mm-hmm. the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, besides the fact that uh, you know, is being now referred to as folklore, <laughs> which means you know something that uh, you know you, yeah. you you bring into the focus for your own entertainment, <laughs> not uh, not not because it, it has anything serious in it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's still the kind of thing that uh, only uh, people and some very private and hidden areas uh, uh, circles are. Uh, practicing seriously. Mm-hmm. Among them, you know, are the elders, uh, the shamans, uh, those for whom it is not an option to turn their back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd rather die than uh, than just give it up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this is this is pretty much the picture as it is, which for me. Uh, isn't is not a very bright picture, but mm-hmm. it shows at least that, that uh, in the midst of a, a rather violent and painful history, mm-hmm. there is still this determination to thrive, <laughs> to stay alive, uh-huh. refusing to die as if it mm-hmm. is defying itself, defying the power that be. Mm-hmm. Uh, letting them know that you know whatever they do, the uh, the tradition is going to find one way or another to survive under one form or another, mm-hmm. and that's something at least uh, I can hang on to, uh, looking at it as a positive, a positive thing that shows that uh, the ancestors have not given up; mm-hmm. they are not defeated. You know. Maybe we could say, uh, Maladoma, that 
uh, with the ancestors living inside our bones, mm-hmm. how can they not find but a voice here as long as there's bones? Absolutely. The, the memory that is hidden in, in the bone mm-hmm. cannot be deleted. <laughs> it is the kind that yeah. uh, will always find a way to express itself mm-hmm. and uh, express victory yeah. over a certain semblance of defeat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then uh, it must be uh, somewhat of a, how is it for you being here, uh, here in what they call United States of America, uh, what some of our indigenous people call Mother Turtle Island? Uh, how, <laughs> well, the- how's it being here? This the, Western the general culture. feeling, the general feeling, I must say, is quite hopeful, mm-hmm. positive, uh, mm-hmm. simply because you know Turtle Island seems to me like a nursery ground mm. uh, that has uh, demonstrated a certain depth of receptivity mm-hmm. to uh, anything indigenous, mm-hmm. as long as it is articulated in such a way that it is digestible. Mm-hmm. And so, as a result, uh, being here uh, over the years has given me uh, ever-increasing hope mm-hmm. that uh, the values of uh, my people, the values of the uh, the continent of Africa that seem to be going down the tube, mm-hmm. are finding a kind of, uh, call it resurrection, mm-hmm. or a, a, a place here, uh, where they're being held mm-hmm. by people who's, who have a resonance to it. Mm-hmm. Their bones are able to echo mm-hmm. the, the value that uh, are, uh, are originating from the continent and wanting a home here uh, for whatever reason. Wow, beautiful. So, That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, David Kukla with uh, Melodoma Some, a shaman medicine man from the Degra tribe in Burkina Faso, West Africa. And you're listening to the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. We're going to take a little music break here, then we'll come back and talk to Melodoma Some more about the meaning of our ancestors, the reasons for the rituals and ceremonies honoring them because they live inside our bones.
Welcome back. This is David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world, and we are listening to Vera McCoy and Mr. Frazier playing the shamanistic music. Thank you for being here in the studio. And so, Melodoma, welcome back. Okay. Thank and, you. Yes, let's... Let's go a little further, just uh, maybe into your history and your story. It's you, I know each one of us, probably the only thing we really have is our story. You're and right. And so uh, I know there's a lot of people who would be curious about your story and uh, how, how is it that uh, you got over here to this Turtle Island from leaving your homeland, I can imagine, I'm not sure uh, if that was really a wanted journey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I was uh, I, I was born in uh, at a time when uh, the colonial era had declared complete victory and uh, mm -hmm. uh, against my will, I found myself uh, being uh, it, taken by the religious uh, components of colonialism to a Catholic boarding school where I spent most of uh, my youth there. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, a very interesting uh, experience, to say the least. Um, talk about brainwashing and uh, the success of the ideology of colonialism. And uh, uh, in the course of that time, of course, uh, one thing that uh, helped me tremendously was uh, the uh, uh, constant connection with the uh, spirit of my grandfather, who was mm. uh, who was on the other side already. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what helped me. Uh, you know, in my 20s, when I turned 20, to uh, break away from that system, mm. uh, helped by the uh, the uh, the shift of the uh, the the dispensation in uh, the country, mm -hmm. and to f find my way back to my village where I uh, I uh, went to the school of my tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, Partly because uh, of the desire to belong and the uh, commitment, at least, uh, to to have roots. Mm -hmm. And uh, also because, um, you know, the experience at uh, boarding school had really taught me that, indeed, uh, you know, the, the colonizers really know what they're doing. They have a certain sense of purpose and identity, uh, which they want everyone to subscribe to, mm -hmm. which means that there is uh, a, a kind of assumed uh, uh, idea that uh, everyone that belongs to a certain sense of community uh, draw from that community a sense of belonging, an identity, a mm -hmm. purpose, mm -hmm. and value. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is what led me to uh, undergo, you know, youth initiation and later on to study with my mentor uh, down going down the road of all the uh, complexities of the of the traditions of the ancestors and um, you know 
uh, it got to a point where I, I got to understand the meaning of my name, which is the one who makes friends with the stranger. And uh, hmm. uh, when my mentor made it clear that that's, that's what my purpose is meant to be, I found myself uh, in a better place to understand why hmm. I was to be the voice of these values that I was uh, so attached to, I'd become mm-hmm. so attached to uh, overseas, <laughs> abroad. <laughs> so uh, that's what led me to this part of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, not that it meant disconnecting myself from mm-hmm. the source. No, in fact, uh, I go there very regularly in order to recycle myself to... Uh, it's like a, a re-education as well as a re-energization of myself so that I can keep going in this direction. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, making a long story short, uh, I've come to be here because it was part of my destiny yes. to, uh, to be in this part of the world as the carrier of the voice of my ancestors mm. on the subject of the thing that matters to them the most, which is the, the wisdom of the culture, mm-hmm. knowing that when it comes down to indigenous, there is more similarity than there are differences. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that uh, dagger of culture get to have a voice in the concert of world indigenous culture, uh, and that I be the one doing that, it felt to me as a profound honor uh-huh. to be in that position. Uh, well, welcome one who needs to make friends with the enemy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Or should I say stranger? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> in fact, the word uh, uh, Dhamma, you know, it's just, uh, it, it goes either way. He's a friend or a foe. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> that was my intuition. <laughs> uh, the You know what I find uh, interesting in your, your words tonight, Mel, Maladoma is, uh, uh, with my experience in being able to study in other various indigenous cultures, Native American and Asian, mm-hmm. is that uh, there's this uh, rites of passage and when you, in the completion of that, a spirit name is then revealed to you. And that spirit name then becomes actually your destiny. Mm. and living that out. And I'm just wondering, <clears throat> the, there's so few of us that have a spirit name, and that I'm wondering if, instead of being Tom, Dick, or Harry, if we could move a little deeper than that, you know, and how is it that we're going to be able to uh, help people in uh, identifying their late pur- or their life purpose uh, at an earlier age, because so many people that I see in my clinics, you know, they come to me in their 40s and their 50s and wondering why they're here. You know, that's right. <laughs> and here Indeed, <laughs> it's it seems like the biggest the biggest challenge mm-hmm. in uh, modern culture, postmodern uh, uh, individual, is conditioned in such a way that uh, you know is more. Is more oriented towards you know cons- 
consumerism mm. and materialism mm -hmm. and all the the distraction uh, that comes under the the, the name entertainment mm -hmm. uh, to the point where there is indeed an increasingly visible superficiality mm -hmm. associated with life. Uh, uh, when people begin to define themselves with respect to what they have, mm -hmm. the, the physical thing that they have, there comes a time in a life where one uh, comes to grip with the fact that what one has cannot be the you the the measure of one's definition. Mm -hmm. And so it's at that time that uh, a certain kind of uh, inner crisis uh, uh, happen, uh, making people go on a, a kind of a different kind of quest, mm -hmm. the quest for much deeper mm -hmm. meaning, mm -hmm. uh, including, you know, the answer to questions such as, why am I here? Mm -hmm. uh, it just cannot be just to shop around, have a job, uh, make a good living, and get out of this world. There has to be something much deeper than that. The search for for deeper meaning tumbled into spirit. Mm -hmm. And the desire to connect with something higher than self, something bigger, uh, that translates into a purpose, uh, meaning and uh, depths of such a nature that it it has the power to revitalize. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is uh, the kind of thing that I have seen uh, in in modernity more mm -hmm. often than not. And mm -hmm. I realized that uh, one of the useful contribution of indigenous people. Uh, to modernity is indeed to to serve as a signpost to all those people mm. who are in the long journey of self-discovery, of depth, of meaningfulness. Mm -hmm. To 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 see the signal, to know where to turn, to know where to go. Mm -hmm. And this is why indigenous wisdom, to the degree that it helps individual find purpose in their life, mm -hmm. uh, is one of the most useful uh, useful thing at this time in the lives mm -hmm. of uh, people who have been conditioned by right. materialism. And uh, yeah. it seems that Maladoma that uh, in our modern education. We attempt to teach children how to read, write, and spell, and use a computer. Mm -hmm. And as if we're teaching them in uh, this modern culture, that becomes their life purpose. And That's right. And how much we've strayed away from all of our indigenous teachings where we teach not only how to count in how to speak, but we also give them rites and ceremonies. We give them mm. rituals. We, That's right. We give them something that they cannot see. That's correct. Maybe they can feel. And maybe some of them young ones can see. But what is it that we do with those? Do we train them so they can't? 
And it's quite possible that's what our education system in this modern world does. It takes that sacred away. And uh, it is the absence of the sacred, the denial of the sacred, that makes modern education uh, really increasingly looking like part of the problems of the crisis of the soul in society. Uh, When a child is denied uh, vitality to his or her soul, What happened is that the child is going to grow increasingly uh, in uh, dislike of an educational system. I do remember many occasions in which, uh, you know, a, a young boy or a young girl will will come to me uh, expressing how 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 much they dislike. Uh, going to school, being at school. Mm, and mm. Uh, even the young one, the young one who just got started finding themselves uh, totally alienated by the kind of material that, are, that they're being brought to become familiar with. Mm, and uh, so, in fact, it seems like uh, deep down the soul of the modern person knows that something is is wrong, mm-hmm. but does not understand why the system the system is not catching up with that, and uh, and as a result, they find themselves increasingly lost. Ah, with that beautiful. Um, so let's bring in some healing music to that. Yeah. To that wound, to that oh, yes. to that modern wound, and That's right. uh, we're going to take a small station break here. This is David Kukla with Maladoma Some, uh, medicine man, shaman from uh, Burkina Faso, part of the Dagara tribe, found there in West Africa. We'll be right back after we take this soothing, healing uh, music from Vera and Fraser.
Welcome back. This is David Kukulon, the traditional healers from the four corners of the world, and we have with us tonight a uh, special guest, Maladoma Somme, uh, medicine man, shaman, teacher, uh, rekindler of the spirit. Welcome, Maladoma. Uh, thank you for having me again. Yes. And uh, we've been talking tonight about... Uh, traditional ways, indigenous ways. We've been speaking a lot about ancestors and the sort of maybe talking about uh, some of the contrasting systems that these two represent Mm -hmm. and uh, how much of our indigenous ways. I know we've lost many indigenous cultures. I know we've lost thousands of indigenous languages. And I wonder how much that has affected this modernity, as you call it. And uh, wondering that uh, how much further is it that we need to go down this path of um, what I call the shriveling of our indigenous ways before we finally realize that actually it's the ancestors that are the ones that are keeping us alive. Yes. And so with that, I'd like us to go in the direction of ancestors, Melodoma, because I know in all the indigenous cultures I've been able to rub shoulders with, the foremost uh, thing that we pay tribute to, that we ritualize, give ceremony to, is our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And could could we venture in that direction for some of those people out there that might be sort of wondering what it is that we're talking about? It's important to understand one fundamental thing when uh, thinking about ancestors, that uh, in the face of the challenges that we face as humanity in postmodern time and the deep crisis of the soul, mm. The solution that we, we we long for, the kind of healing that we're looking for, demand that we take a deep peek into into uh, the past. And if we do, who are we going to see looking at us mm-hmm. are our ancestors. Mm-hmm. They're the one we're going to see the minute we we. we peek into the into the past mm-hmm. and um it is therefore uh, uh, the kind of necessity and urgency that um uh, is part of the homework mm-hmm. of our collective and individual healing that we do we stop thinking that uh uh, progress means turning your back at your past, mm-hmm. turning your back at the at the value of the past, mm-hmm. because who who is still walking with us are those very people who long time ago held those values together long enough for us to come to exist. Mm-hmm. And it is, if anything at all, a, a sign of respect to those uh, forebears uh, to at least uh, give them the kind of attention that might result in our own healing and transformation. So I think that 
under the uh, umbrella of ancestors, one thing we uh, we are trying to uh, uh, bring to pass is a new sense of belonging, catching up with our deep stories, mm. the stories of our evolution, the stories of our humanity, so that eventually it can lead us to a much deeper sense of identity and belonging mm-hmm. uh, with which we can approach our presence and our future uh, with greater kind of self-assurance or should I say confidence because uh, otherwise the diet of our soul is going to be this constant thirst mm-hmm. and hunger for something that uh, we will not be able to define unless we take a peek at our ancestors, unless we listen to our ancestors and acknowledge that they are walking side by side with us. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, it seems to me, uh, Melodoma, that uh, that whole question or that whole uh, hunger we have within ourselves of, uh, wanting to belong. Uh, I always share with people that belonging usually means going backwards and not forwards. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we can't find belonging uh, rushing into the future. <laughs> and, no. right. uh, we're going to distance ourselves from belonging exactly. by doing so. Yeah. And you write on that the past carries in itself all the all the elements that we need in order for for us to feel complete full and uh, confident with yeah. ourselves and it's uh, so that each one of us uh, regardless of color uh, mixed blood that mm-hmm. your first step is going backwards and finding out where your people came from the mm-hmm. best that you can, because if you go far back enough, you're going to find pretty much which is shared in all of our indigenous ways, and that's p- paying homage to the ancestors, knowing that you're standing on their shoulders. Absolutely. And it's also the kind of thing that uh, make the ancestors very proud of us, uh, proud uh, for us having taken the initiative. Mm-hmm. Find them and to kneel at their, at, uh, in front of them with the kind of humility that allow them to give us the sort of touch of blessing mm-hmm. that we will feel uh, loaded, confident with to walk into the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems as if uh, uh, this is a time when all longing come to a, an end mm-hmm. simply because in the end we feel that we're sitting on the lap of our ancestors mm-hmm. and if we can find that because anybody however old they are are the descendant of somebody older mm-hmm. and therefore we ought to be sitting on somebody's lap regardless <laughs> of how old we are and so we have to ask ourselves the question whose lap are we sitting on at any given moment? 
And that could be the defining uh, moment that help us ascertain why we are either hesitant or confident, proud, or completely saddened, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, and then it seems to me also that when we start going backwards in time and towards our ancestors, and as you said, finding that ancient grandma's lap to sit on mm. and that then maybe in there we can start studying or start discovering some parts of ourselves we never knew existed and so that Absolutely. May, maybe uh, we could start asking that grandma for some questions instead of having to pay some psychotherapist or psychologist to uh, try to uh, decipher my code that only grandma knows. <laughs> that only grandma knows. Right? Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know that code. <laughs> the psychology doesn't have the passcode. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a code you can't buy. That's right. You can't buy that. Code. Yeah, that's the one that you got to kneel in front of. And maybe beg with all your might that they come forward and forgive you for your absence. Absolutely. You know, so <laughs> forgive me, Grandma, for having run away with the cookie jar, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. That's yeah. Right. And, maybe, and maybe that's our biggest yearning anyway, Maladoma, is that right. yearning to go back home. No, that's right. Yeah, because no. it is not it is not really how many time we fall, how okay. many time we disappear, is yeah. how many how many time we get up yes. and how many time we show up. That's right. After disappearing. That's right. And uh this is what the ancestors always look forward to. Mm -hmm. That uh, uh, we make a rebound yeah. and uh, return to their lab, return to them and sit with them, mm -hmm. because then they can feed us the very nourishment that makes our soul sing. Mm -hmm. And in that uh, deep respect, then we can, in our showing our appreciation for them, we could maybe say build a beautiful shrine and, Absolutely. and sort of show them how great we really are <laughs> mm -hmm. and how beautiful we really are as a people as a people indeed. yes and start claiming some of that ground uh, absolutely and that's absolutely. the ground we've lost mm -hmm. and again no one can take that away from us you know no. it lives inside us and so with that, we're going to, again, take a little small healing break here with our fabulous uh, musicians here in the studio with us. You're listening to David Kukla, the traditional healers from the four corners of the world with our honored guest, healer, medicine man, shaman, Maladoma Somme from the Dagora tribe in Burkina Faso, West Africa. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
This is David Kukla, traditional healers from the four corners of the world with Maladoma Somme uh, from Burkina Faso, medicine man, healer, Dagara tribe. And uh, Maladoma, it's uh, always, uh, it's interesting how we bring music into our traditional ways, huh? Yes. You know how important that is, huh? Uh, music is an inescapable tool for uh, our connection with uh, our ancestors and with spirits. It's like the gateway to sustaining and maintaining this connection. Mm-hmm. So thank you, brothers, for maintaining that gateway. <laughs> we need you <laughs> desperately. <laughs> we need each other. We need each other. Yeah. yeah. So we've been uh, covering quite a bit of territory here tonight, uh, Maladoma, in a short time. And uh, we've been talking about traditional indigenous ways, uh, regardless of tribe, uh, regardless of region. And uh, tonight's program is a, is a calling. It's a calling to our ancestors that they come forward and that they come and be with all of us in, in this time of need. It's, yes. We're having this program tonight because we want to pay uh, due respect to those who have been neglected and abandoned. Absolutely. And we come together tonight because uh, we want to be shown the way so that uh, we can maintain what has been given to us mm-hmm. and yes. show our young people that there is uh, great medicine, there is great teachings, mm-hmm. there's great meaning in following some of these ancient traditions. And it doesn't mean you have to turn off your cell phone. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean you have to abandon your computer or your That's right. or your PlayStation. But but what we're saying here tonight, uh, Maladoma, uh, myself, as elders in our communities, is that we want to bring forward some of this uh, medicine. We call it medicine. Uh, maybe yeah. there. Are, teachings if you will for lack of better word yes and but we're bringing this medicine uh to share with you in honor of those whose shoulders we're standing upon yeah and so with that we're going to continue on into uh part of uh, something that i'd like to talk to you about maladoma is the meaning of uh, ritual and ceremony and how much that plays a role in your life, how much that is part of your teachings of what you share with the people that you come into contact with. A lot of people in modernity, when they hear that word ritual, I, they, sometimes their hair and arm stands up a little bit. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's sort of frightening term. I don't know why, but That's it's right. challenging on some level, challenging something. Let's talk a little bit about the meaning of ritual why it is an important thing in each one of our in individuals' uh, spiritual practice, regardless of where you're coming from. Yeah. 
Well, it's just simply Starbucks, just uh, defining ritual as the mean by which we interact with the other world. Uh, it's the, um, the the tool or the process uh, through which we connect with mm. and uh, engage mm. the ancestors, the spirit of nature, the spirit of the earth, you know, grandmother, grandfathers do indeed uh, meet us in ritual space. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is why uh, ritual becomes this uh, tool with which we engage in otherworldly communications, otherworldly interactions. Um, When you speak of ritual... Can you maybe say it in a simple language for some of those who are really not quite sure what we're talking about here? Yeah, that's right. Let's imagine ourselves just um, uh, making uh, making something that is uh, that has the look of you know the the Christian idea of an altar. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. There's a beginning point. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it is something that uh, you know. Uh, any modern person will, will will have a way of relating to. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Let us therefore decide that uh, you know we're going to light a little candle there, red or blue. Mm-hmm. That we're going to use uh, a little smudge uh, mm-hmm. because we happen to have some sage around. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that we're doing that to just clean up the space. Uh-huh. Um, when you say clean up, you mean uh... we made in. You know, spreading smoke around. Uh-huh. You know, the scent of the smoke yeah. translates into something that looks like it is cutting through the ordinary uh, odor, the, uh-huh. o- the ordinary smell of the environment. That's mm-hmm. what we call clean it up. By <laughs> it's almost like replacing it with something uh, more unusual. Uh-huh. So from the setup. Mm-hmm. That looks like an altar mm-hmm. to the to the saging of the space mm-hmm. to make it look like you know the the usual air smell has been transcended has mm-hmm. been upgraded. Uh-huh. We have created what we call a ritual space. Oh, beautiful. Now, mm-hmm. if we start from there by imagining ourselves opening a book inside of which there is a scripture. The read like this. It reads almost like this. Oh, dear grandmothers and grandfathers, <laughs> you know, you who see me while I'm not able to see you, mm-hmm. you who can hear me while I'm not able to hear you, mm-hmm. I invite you to join me here. Mm-hmm. Rip open the ears of my psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, jack up my body vibration rattle my bones Mm. so that I can begin to feel in a way that is unusual Mm. because I want to spend some time with you today. I want to dwell in your presence. Mm. I want to feel like a child Mm. who is seeking some kind of resting place on the lap of grandmothers and grandfathers. Please be that for me. Mm. Immediately, we are in ritual. Ah. 
We are in ceremony. Mm-hmm. Because who we are talking to, we can't see, mm-hmm. but we trust. Mm-hmm. We trust they are there. That's right. There's a certain feeling that mm-hmm. comes along with that, mm-hmm. uh, that comes along with the trust. Mm-hmm. And the sincerity of our word, mm-hmm. the 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 seriousness with which we we insist that they are our ancestors, that they are the spirit that we want to see partake in the choreography of our daily life. Mm. Critical that, for our survival. That, yes, that makes that makes us. Sacred. That makes what we say sacred, and that makes what we do ritualistic and ceremonial. Mm. Mm-hmm. So then. notice here that I use both words interchangeably. Ritual and ceremony—they're just the same. Mm-hmm. It's just a—it's just a term that we want to—we want to use to distinguish, mm-hmm. to to make the contrast between a mundane way of living. Mm-hmm. And versus one that has that has been choreographed, crafted carefully mm-hmm. to include all life, particularly the kind that we cannot see with our naked eyes, that we cannot touch with our naked hands, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et mm-hmm. And so, maybe some of you out there listening tonight, maybe that you could begin. Uh, uh, building a little altar at home, a little, yes. a little altar, and maybe uh, there's some of you I know out there tonight that they've, you've lost a loved one. Uh, yes. You've lost a grandma, you've lost a grandpa, a brother, sister, maybe a husband, but you lost, there's someone who's crossed over to the other side. And that what we'd invite you to do tonight is, uh, as Maladoma's been teaching us, is to build that little altar and uh, maybe put a a little candle there, light a candle for them. And Mm -hmm. maybe uh, we usually say in a lot of our languages that uh, candle represents the sacred fire. Yes, <laughs> and that sacred fire is the is the gateway to the ancestral world to those who've mm-hmm. crossed over. Yes. So that's why we bring candles. I mean, probably some of you who go to church, you like candles in church and don't know really the meaning. That's right. But uh, the old teachings have told us that it's that fire, that flame, that sort of creates that gateway, and so. Light that candle, maybe put a picture of them on your uh, altar, mm-hmm. and maybe if it was a grandma that you've lost, I know grandmas love candy, they love chocolate. Yes. And so maybe put a nice little piece of chocolate there. Mm-hmm. And maybe your grandpa, you know, maybe he loved a shot of whiskey now and then, you know. That's right. Maybe you ought to go buy a little bottle of whiskey, and not that I'm an advocate of uh, alcoholics, but no. to bring that uh, spirit water to make an offering to that grandpa of yours. That's right. And say, here's one on me. And so, in other words, it's paying respect what we're talking about tonight. It's really, in a very humble way, paying respect to them and acknowledging them, because as... 
any kind of, I say, you know, your, when you tend your vegetable garden, if you neglect it, it'll die. It'll be turned into weeds. That's right. Yeah, you neglect your ancestors. They, too, will shrivel and fade away, and you will feel alone. You will feel uh, like you've been left behind. And the truth is that maybe you haven't been taught how to go backwards in time so that you can still feel a sense of belonging, a sense of wholeness, because mm-hmm. that sense of wholeness we're all seeking, uh, body, mind, heart, spirit, mm-hmm. it, uh, in our indigenous languages, it includes, always includes our ancestors. Yes, and yes. so from a ritual ceremonial viewpoint, it's almost, uh, it's one of the cornerstones for healing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maladoma Somme has been one of our gifted healers that has come over here to this land, this Turtle Island, to offer uh, the gifts of his people to share with those here and to share that knowledge and to share their way. And we can sort of see how they all uh, intersect. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that they combine, but they intersect with each other. Absolutely. And so uh, with that, uh, we got to take a small station break. This is uh, David Kukla on the traditional healers from the four corners of the world with our special guest tonight, Meladoma Some, medicine man, uh, teacher from uh, the Dagra tribe in Burkina Faso, West Africa. You're listening to KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, California and KFCF Fresno. You can also find us online at kpfa.org. We'll be right back after we take a small music break. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is David Kukula on the traditional healers from the four corners of the world and these beautiful musicians we have in the studio tonight. Also bringing music, music to our soul, I say. And uh, again, we were talking earlier about the need for different things in this, uh, this what we call healing, all the different ways in which uh, we create healing, music being one of those. Uh, Melodome was talking about burning some herbs such as sage. And I know in, uh, when I was in Japan living in the Buddhist temples and uh, would be burning the different incense and each incense was rolled with a different plant oil and each oil, each smell of the different incenses created uh, different healing, different healing sensations. And so again, this ancient knowledge and using these plant medicines as part of a way to uh, transcend, that's the word uh, Maladoma used here tonight, take us into another level of how we experience this world. And uh, we've been talking about ritual and ceremony and the importance of that and how you at home can uh, maybe uh, start a practice of... uh, uh, honoring your ancestors and uh, tending to that garden and giving time to it and realize that the ancestors are your greatest ally and through them with them you know the in our traditional languages say we say that your spirit helpers uh, some of us say your spirit animals but that in the visible world that there are spirit helpers there and that's a way of invoking them to be a part of your life, to come into your dreams. And so, Melodoma, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's dig a little deeper here now that we're digging into the ground of our ancestors. And let's have you take us uh, into uh, what is called divination by by your people and uh, many people here in this western culture have no idea what that means or have had that experience and i'm not sure how much you can really share on this show or but if you could maybe uh venture in that direction the best that you can yeah well, I want to start by defining div- divination as uh, let's just say the indigenous way of providing counsel and directions using in this case the uh, the whisper of the ancestors the whisper of spirit mm. uh as the backbone mm-hmm. uh, this uh if you if you want to break down the word into pieces you will see that there's divine in divination um <laughs> uh, and in fact, as we go far back uh, into uh, Western uh, Western history, uh, the Greek Tiresias, who uh, who was blind, was actually a seer, a diviner, mm. one who could uh, who could see the hidden as well as speak about it. Mm. Uh, and so, let's just say that divination is the uh, the indigenous way of 
using the voice of the other world to guide the the steps of those who are in the village, in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the reason why, you know, any indigenous village uh, in my area, in any indigenous village, there are uh, quite a number of diviners who are always on a standby to... uh, uh, to receive and work with different people who have been uh, moved or tipped by some kind of events in their lives that makes them want to know more than mm. what they have been presented. And this is a case in every person, whether they are in an indigenous context or a modern context. There are things about us that we would like to know more of. Uh, Meaning beyond the logical, meaning beyond the obvious that we want to have access to. This is the domain of the spirit. This is the domain of the divination. And therefore... um, it becomes something that speaks directly to the spirit and the soul of the person, uh, looking at the individual as a totality, body, mind, spirit, heart, mm-hmm. all together needing to grow, not one taller than the other, but all of them at the same level mm. to, to sustain and maintain a certain equilibrium. Uh-huh. And so then you use that divination for people who actually are trying to maybe see a bigger picture here. That's right. Or maybe what is, I know in a lot of the Native American language, they call the son their eldest brother, and they say he brings a teaching to us every day. And so maybe that divination is, uh, please help me understand what that lesson is. That's right. And, and uh, mm-hmm. in this case, it is not about something wrong or, or right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about becoming or finding an echo mm-hmm. to uh, a feeling that a person has or a, a, a sense of stuckness that a person has come to, or a crossroad that the person has come to, uh, something in a person's life that looks like uh, a wake-up call hmm. to, uh, to avoid looking at that from a logical perspective. You know, hmm. you messed up here, you messed up there. But to see in there something much deeper than the mess or messing up that is quite common to human being. Uh, And when we go beyond that, we find out that, in fact, there is something positive in there because it provides us with direction on how to make things better. Mm -hmm. Quite different... uh from the viewpoint of I'm being punished. That's right. 
for some kind of wrongdoing. <laughs> uh, and I need to know what wrongdoing it is. What did I do wrong? Why? That's right. What did I do wrong? <laughs> as, uh-huh. if, as soon as something uh, less than positive happened, yeah. that's because I did something wrong. <laughs> and, what uh-huh. if it is because I did something right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and so then uh, we were standing outside today, uh, me and Miguel, the executive producer, and uh, Gary, our uh, chief engineer, and while we were sitting there talking before the radio show, uh, a beautiful little bumblebee landed on the eyelid of Gary, Uh and he went, oh, you know, at first, very startled, right? Like, oh, God, and then, you know, Miguel's going, oh, you know, we're like, well... Something's, something's happening. And so, That's right. And then Gary looked at both of us, and he says, Wow, what do you think that meant? <laughs> Great, you see? Uh-huh. First the startle. Yeah. First the ah. And then, what, what's that mean? Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> it is not a disturbance in the matrix. Yeah. It is the messenger. That's right. Yes. And, uh, you know, how privileged can we be? Mm-hmm. How much more privileged can we be to be the recipient of specific messages that tend to upgrade our alertness mm-hmm. and redirect our inquiry? Yes. And so is that startling, that upgrading that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Instead of this computer upgrade that's swallowing us. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Drowning us. Let's let's get to the real deal here, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. I I don't want that uh, bisquick. I want some real pancakes. Complete with good maple syrup. Yes, that's right. I'm done with this fake stuff. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, So many people take it so serious, huh? Yeah. Take it so serious that we miss out. We miss the left-hand turn. (laughs) Run off the cliff. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yes. So it's yes. better that we see you before we uh, run off the cliff. One last peek. Oh gosh! And so then, in your divinations, uh, we'll, we'll turn back to talking here <laughs> instead of giggling. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, right. uh, even though it feels good to giggle, huh? Mm-hmm. The ancestors always like that when we smile. They do. Yeah. They, do. they, they have it. a sense of humor, too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is that why they're tickling me right now? <laughs> you know. I think they got both of us. <laughs> they do. Well, eventually, you do get to that place where they tickle you a little bit just to get you out of the, the abysmally petrifying uh, seriousness the humdrum <laughs> yeah into a place Oof. that is more fluid fluid yeah. more like the water you know jolly you know well, i tell you one thing spirits alive and well right here Meladoma. i don't know how it is over there <laughs> they're tickling our toes <laughs> i know 
God. And so, so in the divination, let's go back to the divination. Now, there's different cultures have different ways. Is there something you'd like to share with the people on the air? Of on course. Uh, how you approach that? There is no, uh, there is no set method for divination. Uh, there's so many kind that uh, it would take somebody uh, who is, I don't know, an anthropologist or a researcher to be able to uh, inventory all of them. <laughs> the one that I'm more familiar with uh, is uh, uh, the one that utilizes curry shells and mm -hmm. uh, other objects. You know, the curry shells are... Uh, um, uh, very common uh, in Dagora culture. They're seen as uh, magnetic items. They come from the ocean. They come from the water. And uh, it is understood that uh, every time we seek divination, we seek clarity, we are in a state of heightened level, and uh, we're looking for the water of peace, the water flow, hmm. the kind that would at least reset our rhythm mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. And that's why and, uh, utilizing uh, an element that is essentially water uh, hmm. feels like the right thing, uh, at least uh, from a dagger perspective. Uh -huh. And this is why we use curry shell, the uh, person who is invited to Put his or her hand on the sh on the shell and to move them in a specific direction mm. is actually uh, inscribing mm -hmm. into this shell his or her own energy. Ah, uh -huh. as if mm -hmm. the person is writing the uh, unread story mm. Mm -hmm. that has been written all over him or her, and needing someone else to read that back. Uh -huh. A translation. A translation. Uh -huh. So, in other words, the story is already there. Right. We need a reader. Uh, <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> I always say the hardest thing is to heal ourselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, you can come to see me for some herbal medicine, and I can, you know, I can treat you from A to Z. I don't care what it is, but if I, every time I make uh, herbal medicine for myself, I get sick. <laughs> Exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why the, the, you know people need to quickly understand that the healer is not uh, necessarily the one who finds it easier to heal himself or herself. <laughs> exactly. You know, the healer heals others. <laughs> you know. Right. So uh, okay, this is something that uh, really carries in it a tremendous wisdom that we need to to look at from uh, a place of humility and recognition that subtle energy function in a way that does not necessarily require our logical brain to understand. Mm. You know, so uh, maybe you need to bow to that. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing is fine tuning. Yes. <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna listen to Veer right now. See how he fine tuned his instruments. We're gonna take a t take a couple minute break here. Go ahead. Okay.
You're listening to the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. This is David Kukla with our honored guest healer from uh, Burkina Faso, the Dagra tribe, Dr. Meladuma Some. He's been sharing much of his wisdom, his teaching, and basically his life work given to him through his spirit name, one who makes friends with the enemy. Welcome, Maladoma. Thank you, David. Yeah, welcome back. It's been such a pleasure this evening. We've no, we've yeah. we've had a good chat in a long time. <laughs> yes, we have. It's like we've never been apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Funny how spirit works. <laughs> it's really funny. And so, uh, you've talked a lot about just some some of the you know building a shrine. You've talked about uh, the ancestors. Uh, you've talked about divination, building altars, different practices people can do. Mm. Uh, but I also know, Maladoma, that a big part of who you are is community. Mm. And so that, like many, you know, in uh, when I talk to people and what I've shared with on this radio show is that uh, when we talk about traditional healing, we talk about the body, mind, heart, spirits, that sacred hoop. But then I also say there's another hoop that's interlaced into that, and that's the mm-hmm. self, family, and community with the ancestors in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, I really uh, want to thank you for all the community building that you've done here. Uh, on Turtle Island and what a huge undertaking that's been for you and likewise on this end how uh, what a challenge that is and it's uh, it's as if we're battling some kind of a dragon that knows how to build fences and locks on every door and do everything in its might to keep us from community and how I know that uh, in the work that you and I both do, we're about taking down the fences. And more. Mm-hmm. Let's come back together. Uh, let's, uh, let's learn how to live together again because a lot of us have uh, been uh, taken away or we don't remember how it is to live in village anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned how to live in secrecy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So that seems to be the biggest secret out there, and mm-hmm. not to mention, you know, relationships and how difficult how difficult that is, and mm-hmm. how many parents that I've met over the last, you know, in my lifetime, you know, the child being raised by a single parent, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a new, it's a new story that we have to, you know, share in our our history because this is the real history, you know. Yes. And what we're talking about tonight is indigenous ways, traditional healing that brings back, again, the word back, to the forefront. The need for family, for community, if there is to be a future. That's correct. Because that's what's been handed down to us through the ancestors. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
So in your community work, what have you what have you seen as you've been working here, Melodoma? What's what's your take on it? Well, the first and primary thing that I've noticed is that uh, yeah, the longing for community is extremely deep in mm-hmm. modern society. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, the conditioning that contains in it all the entrapments that keep people separate mm-hmm. away from community. Mm-hmm are also quite noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, I've noticed that um, it is uh, a lot easier to kind of wave the word community as the basis for bringing people together. Mm-hmm. But once they are together, that's when the biggest challenge begins to show. Um, it is not that people don't want community. It is that they're being conditioned to uh, uphold mm-hmm. individuality over community to the mm-hmm. point where the definition of community uh, run the risk of looking like individuality that is being served Mm-hmm. by the presence of others. <laughs> and uh, all it ends up showing is more of the, uh, uh, the, the head start that modernity has taken uh, in its crusade of conditioning people into affirming individuality, isolation, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever goes against the coming together, uh, being together in, the, in such a way that values such as family, mm-hmm. village, and subsequently community can be affirmed. You know, everywhere I go, the word community is not an alien word. Hmm. You know, there are all kind of community, including gated communities. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, people have decided to, to you know, to yeah. run a fence all over them, yeah. uh, willingly imprisoning themselves mm-hmm. in the interest of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to uh, this indigenous form of community that ends the need for a gate mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> with a password. A security guard. That's right, and a security guard. <laughs> this is a different story. Uh-huh. And this is why, first, I have to, uh, I have to honor and acknowledge mm-hmm. the deeply seated desire in the psyche of the modern person right. for community. Mm-hmm. And I see that as a longing to belong and a reaction against an artificial way of living that Uh is not serving the 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 soul and the Mm -hmm. spirit of the individual Mm -hmm. in community individual get to be seen to be appreciated Uh to be approached as gifted people Mm -hmm. when that does not happen something else takes over yeah and so what I have seen was that people come, 
come to the idea of community hoping to see this manifested, and they hang, they struggle with it, they struggle against their own conditioning mm-hmm. that wants to keep them separate, that, and yet they appreciate the idea that they are gifted individuals, yes. that they have a spirit, that they have capacities that are needed by other people, etc., etc., and so this creates this kind of tension mm-hmm. that um, I think is a healthy one. It's a, it's a tension that signals the battle between individualism, isolation, and a real sense of community and belonging. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I'm also sensing, too, that in our indigenous practices— we believe that each one of those, each one of us born into our village is born with a specific purpose for that village. That's correct. That no one yeah. else carries. Mm-hmm. And so then that individuality is welcome to the village because yeah. we, we need your gift. That's right. For our survival. Yeah. So there is no battle between who's in and who's out and That's who's right. got the power and who doesn't who's got the, the power. Right. Who is in charge. Who's, who's in not. charge, yeah. <laughs> who's the janitor? <laughs> oh, man, I'm the janitor oh, again. <laughs> this janitor thing. Yeah, God, how many times i got to be the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> that's also because you see David yeah yes there's a there's a radical janitorial work that is needed <laughs> to be done on the walls of the human psyche in the modern world yeah. in order to free the human so that he can join community <laughs> I'm going to change my name to janitor Dave <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh god. Uh, yeah, this is a pr- <laughs> Front of us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so it you is, see, yeah. <laughs> there's something beautiful about that. The yeah. need that we got to understand something having to do with the call mm-hmm. to sweep the complete interior of ourselves, mm-hmm. moving all the useless furniture that has been stuck in there. This it's some kind mm-hmm. of storage place for all the junk of modernity. Mm-hmm. and free that space up yes. in order for the gold of our gift to begin to show. See? Wow, beautiful, very beautiful. And so that you it's uh, almost uh, that modern need to mm-hmm. be seen as important and whatever that means is... That's it, right. Uh, is actually taken away from you when all when you found come home to your spirit name because you don't need to be important anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's just who you are. <laughs> it's just who you are. It's indeed. Just, just why I'm here. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, when we come right back, we're gonna talk about the five elements. And we're going to go into your medicine wheel from the Dagra tribe. This is David Kukla from the Traditional Healers of the Four World. We're speaking with Dr. Maladoma Somme, Dagra tribe from Burkina Faso, West Africa, offering his beautiful wisdom, his words, and his hope for a better future. Mm 
Welcome back. This is David Kukla, traditional healers from the four corners of the world. We're pe- speaking tonight with uh, Dr. Meladoma Some, a uh, longtime healer from the Dagra tribe in the Burkina Faso, West Africa, and sits on the Council of Elders there for many years now. Uh, we were going to go, Meladoma, into the five elements, but uh, if you don't mind, <clears throat> I. I get something else that's really, you know, part of my uh, uh, heart's desire is how to mm-hmm. find a way to bring our youth back into our communities and to welcome them back in. And there's <clears throat> over here on our end, uh, here on the mm-hmm. w- west west side of Turtle Turtle yeah. Island, we have mm-hmm. a lot of drug problems. Uh, we got a lot of youth. Uh, we got gang problems. We got a lot of our young people being lost in prison, and uh, I I don't see the this modern culture being able to really address those needs. I I see this youth uprising uh, in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. More and more, and uh, if we, uh, much as uh, I don't like to read that kind of news, uh, yes. we can see how our youth is now even taking out our youth in uh, very violent ways. And uh, let's go into your movement with the youth, and uh, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, what kind of message can we bring them tonight, Maladoma? What kind of uh, healing words um, uh, from an elder. W- would you like to share with the, the young people in our village tonight? Well, the, the first thing I'd like to say is that, um, you know, the, the youth are actually the closest to the ancestors. Mm-hmm. And because of their proximity to the ancestors, they feel the pull of the other world more vividly than uh, the rest of us old farts. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. In fact, you know, so much so that uh, they mirror the the problem that we have created. Mm-hmm. As if they're trying to tell us that we are using them as dumping ground for the filth that we create. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we turn around and blame them for misbehaving, Mm. for doing things that are not acceptable. This is called setup. Mm. And so the first thing that is human to do is for the rest of us recognizing that we are contributing to the crisis, not the youth. And therefore, to learn from our side how best to be listeners, listeners of the voice of youth, voices of youth, and through them, show that we can listen to the voice of our ancestors. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because the crisis 
that they show, that they reenact, mm-hmm. are in fact messages from the ancestors sent to us to tell us about how far removed we are from the center of such thing as community, family, Mm -hmm. values that are Mm -hmm. capable of holding a good state of healing Mm -hmm. for community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it is not about telling the youth that, hey, look, uh, we've got something for you to make your life better. Mm-hmm. It's about what and how is it that we can readjust our life in such a way that it translates into a positive change in the life of the youth, uh, thereby telling us that somehow we're heading the right direction. And we've talked about some of those things, the most important one being ritual. Mm-hmm. Ritual that r- introduces or invite the youth into the heart of the sacred, mm-hmm. thereby making them, therefore, uh, the uh, the voice, mm-hmm. more of the voice of those ancestors. Mm-hmm. Every time I have worked with young people, I've seen how much of a vessel they are. I've seen how much of a conduit they can be. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one young man in the middle of a, a several hours ritual coming to me to say, oh, I've discovered my new drug. It is ritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow it is because our society has been stripped of the sacred that the youth is in crisis. Mm-hmm. And to bring ritual, to bring ceremony back is to connect the the use to the spirit of the ancestors, to the spirit of the element in such a way that they have no need for any of the kind of uh, behavior that makes us feel bad. Mm. When you talk about being stripped of the sacred... Could you say a few words about that? Being stripped of the sacred means simply um, losing completely touch with methodologies Mm. as well as the memory of what it means, uh, what it takes to be in conversation with the other world. Mm. Mm-hmm. To the point where all we know is conversation between us, uh, opinion being expressed here and there. Mm-hmm. Most of the time is bad opinion <laughs> of uh, expressing our dislike of this and that, mm-hmm. labeling things and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. The loss of the art of conversation with the uh, other world mm. Turn our environment into an increasingly wasteland-like environment, uh-huh. you know, and so because the, we decay. Uh-huh. And so then part of uh, what we're seeing in our youth is uh, them carrying the voice from the other side, from the sacred ones. That's right. And showing us what it is that we've created here. And so that in 
maybe uh, in contrast to how this modern culture deals with that, uh, what I see is increased homeland security, (laughs) build more prisons, take away away more freedoms. That's right. Strip us at the airport. (laughs) And so that what, what we're really saying here is that there's a message that the youth are bringing to us as a gift. It's a gift. That's right. Just to show us where we've gone wrong. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's simple. Yeah, we got to learn to turn <laughs> that that turn signal on the steering wheel. You know, you turned it the wrong way. That's right. You you turned it left and you went right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're lost. <laughs> now we're totally lost. And I don't have a GSP or a GPS, <laughs> whatever they call no them, Tim. <laughs> How to get out of this mess. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I'm going to have to get on my knees and pray. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, a time like this, that's the only solution left. <laughs> Thank get God. Get on our knees and just say, look, I messed up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing else I can say. <laughs> uh, uh, guilty as stated. Yes. Please help. <laughs> yeah, help. Yes. You know. You oh, my God. Yeah, you win. <laughs> That's right. I surrender. Uh, that big white flag, you know, finally, you know, waving that white flag. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, I've tried and I've tried. I'm worn out. Thank God I'm worn out. <laughs> Thank God. That's Thank right. God I'm worn out. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, so the gift of the youth, being able to really hear them, being able to say uh, oh my gosh you know you're you're showing us uh, where we've gone wrong you know it's absolutely i apologize for poisoning all the rivers so you can't That's fish right. no more so you can't fish no more i'm yeah. i'm sorry for uh stripping uh, the forest so you can't walk into woods no more or poisoning the air so you can't breathe no more i'm sorry we can't breathe no more <laughs> and i'm sorry that we you know buried tons of radiation in the soil so that uh, the carrots you eat are going to make you glow in the dark. That's right. And so there's a lot to apologize for. There's a lot to apologize for. And so, you know, instead of feeding that uh, bank account Uh and building that uh, IRA and uh, whatever direction you're going, those up there on top, maybe come down here with the people. Absolutely. Come and uh, help help see how we live. <laughs> it is as simple as that. Yeah, yes. and yes. so it's really about the people, and it's really about us as a people really uh, having to take responsibility for the mess we're in, you know, because, and it's not just a mess. And, you know, there's, uh, again, you know, the sunrise I saw last night, oh, my gosh, you know, beautiful and paying homage, Mm -hmm. you know, to nature and the gifts that she brings and Mm -hmm. just the Mm -hmm. gifts to be able for you and I to talk over the airways here a thousand miles away. That's right. And so, you know, in, in all of this, you know, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? It's a very mixed bag. Yeah. So much so that, uh. There's room in there for all kinds of things. Yes, 
Yes, yeah, creative oh, time, creative challenges ahead. Absolutely. And, but, you know, what? again, I'd like to encourage everybody to, you know, see if we can't uh, get back on that high road and feed that good wolf. Uh, mm. let yeah. us, let's put down our guns and knives and uh, let's see if we can find some common ground. Absolutely. Uh, let's the common ground is there somewhere. Yeah. We can find it together. Yeah. Let's walk in that direction. Uh, let's see if we can't start building community and uh, sort of take away this uh, need of mine to be the number one honcho <laughs> and come back to the, 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 the come back to the people. And yeah. so with that, uh, Maladoma, uh, I'd like you to uh, share with us a little bit of the projects you got going. No, I know you got your plate quite full. I saw there on the internet, you know. You're... Oh, yeah. For the past several years, as an elder in my village, I've discovered that the young people really need uh, at least a time set aside every year where they can go back and sit with the traditions of the ancestors and at least uh, learn some of those ways so that uh, they don't get lost in translation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've worked hard with the government uh, and succeeded in uh, getting everybody off uh, from school for a whole week, once a year, uh, inviting the elders, uh, those who have the right stories and the right ritual, to come and be with the young people for the direction for the duration of that time, mm. uh, teaching them something valuable about the ways of the ancestors. And I've noticed that, uh, in fact, as young people. They already know that in their bones. Mm. And the more they get introduced to that, the more they, they are quick at voicing their, their discontent at the fact that this didn't, this is, this didn't start from the get-go, mm -hmm. making this the basis of their own education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping that with the help of folks here who have a heart a loving heart for these young people back in uh, in Burkina Faso and the Dagara tribe that uh, they can continue to uh, contribute uh, monetarily mm -hmm. for these young people not to lose the ways of their ancestors and become just like Westerners who are now struggling to get back to those ways. Mm. And uh, how could uh, people find out how to make that donation, Melodon? Of course, if they go to uh, if they go online, there mm -hmm. is uh, there there is a five hundred three C not for profit uh, organization uh, that is set up in there for donation uh, via PayPal or uh, mm -hmm. or whatnot, and um, uh, of course the donation is fully deductible, tax deductible, mm -hmm. and therefore mm -hmm. goes a long way to. Uh, helping young people discover what they already knew deep in their bone, but are being distracted by so-called modern education mandated by government to, uh, that, that keep them away 
from the one and only thing that they that make them feel excited and that make them come alive, you know. And that's uh, maladoma.com, correct? Yes, that's right. Maladoma.com. The, uh, the 503C organization is called Aviela, which in Dagara means it's all good. <laughs> that's, that's all good. That's wonderful. And uh, what about uh, here uh, here in the United States? you got some programs going on here. Uh, yes, I'll be in the Bay Area soon uh, uh-huh. to, to, uh, to begin a training program on uh, the ways of the, uh, the Dagra wisdom, the, uh, introducing people to ritual, to uh, how to deal with uh, ancestors, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be there. Those who are interested in that, uh, they could also go online, myladoma.com, and mm-hmm. see all pertinent information pertaining to that. I'll be also doing divination while I'm there. And all these information are on the website, myladoma.com. Yeah. And that'll be uh, in May. Is it when is it, when is it? You're coming out here to the Bay Area. That's right. Uh, early May to mid May. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, this is uh, David Kukla with the traditional healers from the Four World, and we've been speaking with uh, Doctor Maladoma Some, a medicine man healer from the elder from the Dagra tribe, Burkina Faso, West Africa, and. With that, Maladoma, could you you want to give a closing statement here to our people? Yes, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, I wanted I want to say that our ancestors, regardless of where they come from, regardless of the part of the earth that they found themselves called to hold on to, to serve, to protect. These ancestors, they love us. Mm -hmm. If they didn't, we wouldn't have survived. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be here today. And so, regardless of who we are, it's never too late to reach out to them. It's never too late to tell them that we are here, looking for more and more of their love and direction, and looking to awaken into our medicine. Mm Uh, we want them to plant inside of us the kind of love for this planet. Mm-hmm. So much so that we become militant of protecting this Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, freeing, dressing her up, cleaning her up from all the pollution, mm-hmm. and dressing her up to look as beautiful as she once was, mm-hmm. so that she can be the mirror of the beauty we carry inside of us. Uh. Ah, she beautiful, and uh, I'd like to uh, thank all of you for listening tonight. Uh, I want to say a little special prayer to those of you who might be struggling, uh, maybe having a hard time putting a roof over your head, or maybe having a hard time finding some food to eat. Uh, I want to say a little special prayer to those who. Maybe someone in the family, some little one's got some sickness, or maybe someone in the family has fallen ill, or maybe lost someone. I want to ask the ancestors, those ancient ones, those who have brought us this far and are continuing to carry us, to 
come please be be with us be with our families and our communities and go go to those in need and take your gift take your wealth of wisdom your wealth of healing your wealth of teachings and your wealth of dreams take that to these people and to all people let our voices be carried through the winds by the standing tall people so that all people can receive some of the goodness of uh, Melodoma's words. We ask you, ancient ones, to protect him, protect him and his people as he makes his journeys around this world. And so I want to uh, say a special thank you uh, tonight, uh, Melodoma, for being on the show. It's a privilege talking to you and connecting heart to heart. Uh, I want to thank Miguel Molina, our executive producer, and I want to thank Gary, our chief engineer. Hey, Gary, thanks for that little bumblebee on your eyelid. <laughs> Bring, bringing the ancient ones here. It was a wake-up call. And I want to thank Clay Schmitz, our video producer who's been who records all our shows. And I want to thank you, the listeners, the supporters of Free Speech Radio here at KPFA, because it's you that we can bring this kind of show on the radio, you know, through the airwaves. It can't be found any other place. And so I want you to know that uh, we're grateful for every everything that you sent in here to the radio show and mm-hmm. keep, keep us alive. We need your yes. donations. Keep us, we need to get this word out to our peoples. Yes. And uh, our next radio program will be aired Friday, June 21st uh, at 8.30 p.m., here on KPFA, and I'm going to have on Colette Cassidy. She has a, a dairy up uh, down south in Hollister, Clay, Clay Bell Dairy, Clay Bell Farm, and they produce uh, raw milk, Jersey raw milk. She's also a licensed acupuncturist, and we're going to talk about the value of having, again, that healthy food. is another piece of what uh, me and Melodome are talking about, how, how to maintain vibrancy. And she's going to share with us some of the wisdom of that beautiful milk she has on her dairy farm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, this is David Kukla, and I can be reached at 415-317-7032 or email me at D-K-S-A-A-M-I at Mac.com. Uh, you can see the video uh, video of these programs uh, produced by uh, Clay Schmitz at YouTube forward slash healersforum.com. All our previous shows are there. Watch them. We talk about all wide range of the traditional healing and the different healers that live here on uh, this Mother Earth. Uh, Vera, you want to say a little bit about how contact you two? Yeah, if you liked some of the music that you heard, um, uh, you can get a, a free download of the music at yakaruna.com. That's Y-A-K-A-R-U-N-A.com, yakaruna.com. And uh, there's a whole... Uh, CD there that Evan and I recorded specifically for uh, for the healing arts and uh, it's free free download there so check it out 
So, Evan, big thank you, big hug there, big hug. Thanks for coming, bringing these instruments. Thank you, Melodoma. Thank you thank all you. for listening, and uh, we'll be back. It's going to take a big storm to take us away. So we'll see you. Keep hope alive. Stand tall. Stay strong. Thank you.